Welcome, everyone. You're listening to The River Podcast, where you can find messages to help you strengthen your walk with Christ and refresh your soul. Here's our message from this past week. Oh, like I always tell you guys, every opportunity I get to be up here sharing the good news about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is really a blessing. And I don't take these opportunities lightly. Um, But I I really believe that the message that I'm going to share with you tonight is really a message from God for his people. And I could I could venture to say. Like high schoolers, college age, young adults, you know, people around our age group um, can really benefit from this message in a great deal, in a great way, because some of us are not married. Some of us are, you know, dating and uh, doing different things and figuring some things out in life. And um, it could be a little challenging at times. All right. This whole journey that we're walking on, this journey that we call life, it's not an easy journey. I want you guys to know that. And it's not meant to be easy, honestly. You know, Jesus said, he never said it would be easy, but I will guarantee you it will be worth it. So continue on the journey that God has placed on your life. Run your race. Walk your walk. Talk your talk what God has purposed you to do. And I guarantee you, he will see you through that. But I want you to know that God himself, even though he takes us on these journeys, that he sets up certain boundaries that and guidelines that he desires us to just live by. And it's not, it's not that he wants to withhold anything from us. Is he... He puts them in place only to protect us. They are in place so we can actually succeed in this thing that we call life. This, you know, uh, going to the, the beginning of time when God created man and woman, Adam and Eve. God created man and woman and he gave them one boundary to live by. So you could do whatever you want on the face of this earth. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Have at it. I created this for you to enjoy and give me glory. But the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is just do not touch that tree. Everything else is yours, but this one, this is for me. It wasn't that God wanted to withhold anything from Adam and Eve. It's just that he wanted to protect them. See, a lot of times these boundaries, I'm going to continue to on the series of boundaries. These boundaries that we ought to have in our lives, we think that it's, it should be something that Uh, it shouldn't be in place. We should be able to live how we want to live, do what we want to do, act the way we want to act, say what we want to say with 
without any consequences. But God did not set it up that way. How many of us know that? There's a reason why he put things in place. And I want you guys to know this. Really hear this word from God tonight. And I'm going to take this, uh, this sermon from this particular chapter in the Bible in Romans chapter 7. If you could turn with me to Romans chapter 7, starting with verse 14. I'm reading from the New Living Translations. Romans chapter 7, starting with verse 14. The title of the message tonight is called The Frailty of Flesh. The Frailty of Flesh. Say that with me. The Frailty of Flesh. Say that with me. The Frailty of Flesh. In Romans chapter 7, starting with verse 14, it reads, So the trouble is not with the law, for the law is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human. How many, how many of us have felt like that before? I'm just all, I'm just human. I'm only human. I'm just a man trying to do the best that I can. We're only human, guys. And I want you guys to know, no matter what kind of high horse that you might be on, spiritual high horse, we can be in the middle of worship, praising God with everything that we are. And we can feel his presence so tangibly. We're only human. No matter what we do, no matter how many hours we spend in the word of God and in prayer, I want you guys to know our flesh, our flesh is frail. Our, our flesh is frail. That's a tongue twister right there. But I want you guys to know this. God has put things in place for us to succeed if we allow his Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in our lives. Let's read on. It says, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself. I felt that way so many times. I really don't understand myself for I want to do what is right but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not 
really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. So I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see that in my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. Do we see that? Our flesh is weak. So boundaries in which we are talking about right now, they have to be in place. No matter how strong you think you are as an individual, no matter how high and mighty you think you are as a man or woman of God, we have to put boundaries in place. Can we be real tonight? Is that all right? Can we, can we keep it 1,000 tonight? Can we keep it G? There's an understanding of what I'm talking about. We, we're not kids here. We're not in, in middle school. This is not a middle school crowd. This is not a high school crowd. You guys are young adults. Y'all are adults. Y'all grown men and women. So understand this. You understand what I'm talking about. When there's these boundaries that we have to put in place, when we allow things to happen and bypass the boundaries, we're going to end up doing what's wrong. That is our sinful nature. Understand this. We keeping it G, right? We keeping it real. That is our sinful nature. No matter how strong you think you are, if you are in a relationship with someone, you can be the strongest person in the world, but there's not going to be 100% of the time when the person that you are with will be a strong person. God forbid if you and your boo thing are not strong on the same day. Something is bound to happen. Oh, we quiet tonight. We, we, I thought we was keeping it G. I thought we was being real with each other. We, oh, can I do it? Should I digress? Should I back up? Did I touch a sore spot? Understand this. Boundaries, not just in that, the, the intimacy in a relationship, but in every area of our lives. We ought to set up certain boundaries so we would not slip up and fall. Why? Because we are weak. We're weak. We're human. Paul said it like this. I am all too human. And this is someone that God used to, re to, to write more than half of the New Testament. And Paul said, I'm weak. The things that I want to do, I don't end up doing. I want to live right. I don't really want to have premarital sex with my girlfriend or, or boyfriend. I really don't want to 
uh, uh, act out of character with my co-workers. But sometimes I mess up. I'm weak. I'm human. So I want you guys to know boundaries are put in place for a good reason. Do your very best not to chip at the walls that are in place to protect you from falling. I'll give you some, uh, some examples. Hey, uh, what you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just chilling at the house. Uh, mind if I come over? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't want to do anything tonight, so you can come over. We could just watch a little Netflix. Now, I'm not against watching Netflix with your boo thing, okay? I'm not against that at all. Now, if there's no boundaries in place to where you know that you're not a strong individual, there's no boundaries in place when that person comes over to watch Netflix. If y'all cuddle up on the couch or y'all cuddle up on the, on the bed, God forbid y'all on the bed. You are human. Stop thinking you're so strong. You're not. Can we keep it G tonight? Can we keep it real? Okay. The Bible says that we all have a besetting sin. Your besetting sin might be a little different from mine. All right. I don't do drugs. So someone could be out there doing meth, heroin, cocaine, marijuana, whatever they want to do. And they could offer it to me. But that's not going to be, that's not going to trip me up by God's grace. Thank you, Lord. Because that's not my vice. That's not something that gets me going, gets me excited. I can't, not saying that I can, God, God knows, but that's not something that, that I have struggled with. So that's not my besetting sin. That might be yours. Alcohol, I don't, by God's grace, I don't have a problem with alcohol. Not saying, you know, I, I, I digress. But anyways, but listen, if you have a problem with alcohol, don't go around people that are drinking all the time. Set boundaries. Be like, hey, I know this person. They're going to be out there wilding out, having fun. All right. Whatever fun might be for them. Which that is so overrated, guys. That ain't real fun, honestly. I'm just keeping it. That ain't real fun. I've been there, done that. It's, it ain't everything it's cracked up to be. All right? That ain't, that ain't where it's at. All right? But I'll tell you this. Like the old cliche say, sin is fun for a season. It gets old really quick. See, God brought me here tonight just to keep it real with y'all. See, I'm preaching from a place of knowing. See, this is not me thinking or trying to conjure this thing up. I know what's going on. Do you hear what I'm saying? I know. This is, this is no, no, I know. So let's not fool one another. Let's be real. Boundaries need to be put in place 
for your own protection. It's because God loves you that he gives you his Holy Spirit to check you when you're bypassing the boundaries that you and God have agreed to. So he said, oh, no, 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 no. Remember, we talked about this. You prayed about this. You told me in your secret place that you were weak in this area. Let's, let's, let's not go there. So that's when that conviction hits. And you're like, oh, oh should I? Do? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm here. That's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be. And God does not want us to be there. Because we're all too human, we can easily allow our flesh, which is very frail, to take over. See, every single day, as believers, we have a battle that we face every single day. Not just every single day, every hour, every minute, every second. There's a war within our inner being that is taking place. I want you to know. There's a full-fledged World War I to 25 war going on inside of you right now. You hear what I'm saying? And this war that I'm talking about right now is the war between your flesh and your spirit. And it happens daily. Now, when you have the spirit of God living inside of you, that's why he urges us to get into the word and be around like-minded believers. Because if we're not, then we could easily slip into the flesh, which God does not want us to be in because it leads to destruction. It leads to death. So he's saying walk in the spirit. And if you walk in the spirit, you would not fulfill the desires of your flesh. That's what the word of God tells us. We mess up from time to time. Can we keep it G? And because we mess up, he gives us his grace. But that does not mean that we should still mess up time and time again. Can I get an amen? We were a little bit too quiet, but I know this is going to hit the spot. But we're going to move forward. I ain't going to be with you long. Paul, who wrote this book of Romans, he said, I'm all too human, a slave to sin. But then if you go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul, in my opinion, elaborated on what he talked about in the book of Romans. He elaborated on what he talked about in the book of Romans chapter 7. And in the book of Romans, he touched on something and he took it to a whole nother level, a deep revelation in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It reads in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, verse 1, this boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I reluctantly tell you visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up into the third heaven 14 years ago, whether I was in my body or out of my body, 
I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside of my body. But I do not know. I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that I could not express them in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. See, this is someone that God was using mightily and showed miracles after miracles, revelation after revelation. This is someone that communed with God. This is someone who spoke to God on a day-to-day basis, who had a true relationship with God, who walked with God. This is someone who God used to write more than half of the New Testament. Let's move forward. Keep that in mind. Let's move forward. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. Come on now. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud. That's the reason. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Here's what Paul did. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. Hallelujah, Jesus. For my power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me that I will take pleasure in my weakness and in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in trouble that I suffer for Christ. So when I am weak, then I am strong. God's power works at peak performance in our weak moments. That's why the enemy does not want you to go to God when you've failed, when you've messed up. Instead of going to God, he wants you to be enamored with shame and guilt. He wants to place guilt on your life. He wants to say, shame on you. You should know better. Why are you continuing to do what you know you should not be doing? Shame on you. But how many of us know that over 2,000 years ago, a man who was also God died, and his name is Yeshua HaMashiach, the true and living God, the Christ. 
And he, the Bible declares that he took upon himself all, not some, but all of our guilt, all of our shame was nailed on the cross that day. So why must we continue to walk day to day feeling this guilt, being weighed down with shame? He's not calling us to live such lives. The Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. He's calling you to live a life of true freedom. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. But we as believers, as his children, we choose to live mediocre lives. Lives that are not in abundance that God has given us. The Bible declares he gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But are we really living the life? Are we really living the life? Understand this. This is someone that God used in a mighty way. And he got to the moment where he was tired of it. And what I love about this particular scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 is this. The specific sin, the specific thorn that Paul was dealing with was never mentioned. I truly believe that that was strategic because your thorn is different from my thorn. Your besetting sin is different from my besetting sin. So whatever is your besetting sin, whatever is that thorn that keeps you from going boldly to the throne room of God and saying, Lord, you can have it all. Here I am. Here I am. You can have it all. Whatever that is in you that is keeping you from pressing in and worshiping God in spirit and in truth, whatever that is that is holding you back, you can go to God and say, Lord, here I am. It's me again. And I'm crying out to you in my weakness because your word declares that when I am weak, you will show yourself strong. So I need you tonight to show yourself strong in my life, to move in my life like never before. Because guess what, Lord? Tomorrow I'm going to be calling on you again. Why? Because I need you. I need you every single day, Lord. I need you every hour. I need you every minute. I need you every second, Lord. I need you. Show yourself mighty. Show yourself strong. I give you all the glory. Because it has nothing to do with me, Lord. It's all about you. I want you guys to know that God didn't send his son Jesus Christ on this earth to condemn you. 
He sent his son to truly set you free. To set you free in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit. He's here tonight to truly set you free. Does that mean that you will leave these doors and never sin again? No. But there needs to be a renewing of our minds that takes place tonight. We ought to change the way that we think, the perspective that we have on God, that he's here to chastise us for something that he knows that we will do wrong from time and time again. Understand this. God is for you. It's a secret. It's a secret I want to let y'all know. God is for you. Guess what? He wants you to succeed. He sets you up for success. But guess who sets our us up for failure we do and guess what we blame the enemy all the time don't we man that enemy that devil he did this and he did that hey listen y'all give the devil too much credit honestly you give the devil too much credit it's not the enemy that's doing it it's the inner me it's you you are the one who are doing it. So seek God. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Lord, I know I'm doing wrong. Search my heart. Because the things that I want to do, I'm not doing. The things that I hate doing, I, I, I start to do, Lord. I don't understand myself. Well, I need, I need saving. I need someone to come and rescue me, Lord. Give me an answer. Give me an answer, Lord. The answer is Christ. And you have him. You have him. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you have him. Living in your heart. Not only do you have him, but I want you to know that you are royalty. You are heirs and co-heirs with Christ Jesus. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But we live mediocre lives. And I'm not even, I'm not even talking about monetary things. I'm thinking, I'm talking about spiritually. When was the last time you actually shared your faith? That can tell you something right there. Honestly. You want to, I can point you out. Individuals who are not really living up to the full potential in Christ. Just by asking them, when was the last time you shared your faith? When was the last time, if ever, you led someone to the Lord? Or if you don't feel like you're ready to do such things, even invited them to church so they can hear the good news about Christ so they could be led to the Lord. When was the last time? 
You know what? This is an intimate group. I want to ask you guys this one question. Let's keep it G. We're keeping it G, right? Raise your hand if you've ever led someone to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Raise your hand if you ever led 10 people to the Lord. We can be bold, all right? There's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work. There's a lost and dying world out there that needs Christ. We know the answer. Paul talked about the answer right here. Didn't he give us the answer, guys? He said, thank God the answer is Jesus. We have the answer. Man, listen, I ain't going to lie. Can I keep it? I'm going to keep it real. I don't care. I ain't going to say it no more. I'm going to keep it real. I used to share my answers in, in school. I ain't going to lie. Lord, forgive me. I used to share my, if I had, I, man, I knew I studied real good. And my homeboys on my, my football team with me needed, hey, man, well, you got the answer. Da, da, da. Man, here you go right there, you know? Don't judge me. This is a judge-free zone, right? Yeah. Judge-free zone? I was just like, hey, man, hey, number two is A. We used to have hand signals and everything. You hear what I'm saying? I used to be like, two, C. You know what I mean? Come on now. Raise your hand if you ever cheated in school before. Don't lie. Yeah, hey, see? God is here. All right? There's truth in the atmosphere. But I want y'all to know, just like that, if we had the answer to a test that ultimately meant nothing, in the grand scheme of things, it's meaningless. It's vanity. What is that? If we had the answers to that test and we was eager to really sh share that answer, hey, man, here you go. Oh, girl, I got, man, I study, I know this, we got this. Here you go. How much more eager, ready, and willing should we be with sharing the good news about Jesus Christ? Because we have the answer. Ask God. We're going to pray tonight. And when we pray, I want, I want you guys to ask God from deep within to give you boldness. To give you boldness to really share your faith. And I think a lot of times while we're not as bold as we should be, and I'm going to close right now. I believe while we're not as bold as we should be. It's because we don't really have true faith. We think that these people would turn us down, but they're not turning us down. We look too much inwardly at what people think or say about us. But if I share the good news with you, it's not my responsibility to lead you to Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that prompts your heart. I don't need to convince you to come to Christ. My job is just to share the good news.
Hey, I got some good news. I got the answer for you. You're going through something in your life? I got an answer. You're going through a hard time? I got an answer. You struggling with something? I know the answer. You need help in your finances? I got the answer. You sick in your body? I got the answer. There's strife going on in your family? I know a guy. I got the answer. Whatever you're dealing with, the answer is Christ. We have the answer. Let's be intentional about setting boundaries so we won't have to deal with that guilt or that shame that naturally comes in when we mess up that keeps us from being bold and sharing the good news about Christ. See, the only reason that we don't share as much as we should is that you feel like you're unworthy of sharing it. But I want you to know that Christ has already already made you worthy. Your righteousness, that if you hold on to it, the Bible declares it to be filthy rags unto the Lord. It's filthy rags. See, but when you accept Christ Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, he strips you of your righteousness. And the Bible says he clothes you in the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ. So he no longer sees you as you, but he sees you covered in the blood of Christ, clothed in the righteousness of his son. He declared that my righteous servant has made it possible for many to be counted as righteous. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. Everyone stand to your feet. You see, there's there's doubt that the enemy loves to place on believers that causes us to question our relationship with God and our walk with Christ. And if you really are honest with yourself, and I ask this question quite a bit to people who I'm talking about, who I'm talking to about Christ, And in asking this question, I asked them, say we all left this church tonight. And as we know, we can be here today and gone today. My brother Daniel didn't know he was going to get into an accident last night and have the car total. He didn't know that. He was in the hospital. 
He didn't know he was going to be in the hospital last night. So say we all want to hang out tonight after service. We do that from time to time. And we all pile up in the cars and we drive out. And as we turn on to Glaze Road, God forbid, an 18-wheeler comes and just knocks us off. And we die. I want you to know death will come. No one knows the day or the hour. We all were born with an expiration date on us. And you don't know that date. But my question to you is, how sure are you that when you die and you leave this earth, that you will actually be present with your maker? That when you die and you leave this earth, that you will be going to heaven? My true question to you as your brother in Christ, and I want you to know that I love you, my true question to you tonight is, how sure are you? Do you truly have certainty in your heart? Or is there a glimmer of doubt? With all heads down, eyes closed. As we are being real with each other, and as my urge to you tonight, if there's any doubt, even a small bit of doubt in your mind about your salvation, I want to pray with you tonight. We're family. Those of you who want to be certain that when you die and you leave this earth that you will be in heaven with your heavenly father. If you want certainty tonight with all heads down, eyes closed, just lift your hands and put it right back down. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Anyone else? Amen. The Bible declares that today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next month. Not next year. Because it is not promised to us. So I want to ask you this. As we sing this song, and I'm going to pray with you guys. The Bible declares in his word that if you accept me before man, I will accept you before my father in heaven. But if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Those of you who've raised your hand tonight and you desire that certainty, that knowing like you know without a shadow of a doubt that when you die, you will be in heaven. Come forward. I just want to pray with you right now. 
be bold. Amen. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Is there anyone else? Now is the time. of you who have come to the front and not only just you but everyone under the sound of my voice tonight I want you to repeat this prayer after me and it's not about it's not just about a prayer but it's you truly surrendering your life your heart to Jesus Christ He said in his word that if you truly speak this with your mouth and believe this in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and he was raised from the dead on the third day, the Bible says you will be saved. No ifs, ands, or maybes. You will be saved. So this moment that God has given you, make it personal. And I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. This is between you and God. Repeat this prayer after me and mean it with every ounce of your being. Say it boldly. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, but you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save my soul. Forgive me of all my sins. I need you, Lord. I thank you this day for saving my soul and I ask you to please write my name in the Lamb's book of life that I will be with you throughout all eternity thank you Lord for saving my soul fill me with your Holy Spirit that I will do what you've called me to do for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this message and you'd like to help support our ministry, please share with others, post about it on social media, and subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The River YA. All of our links to keep in touch are down below. We hope this blessed you and we'll see you again next time at the river.